My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 85 of The Kate Show. Today I'm sharing four things you can do if business is slow and money is tight. I have talked to a lot of people in the home industry who find themselves in these situations whether they are just starting out in business or they've been in business for quite some time and they suddenly just find themselves in this place of famine. So whether you're a new designer, a stager, a workroom owner, or you've been in business for decades, you are going to love this episode. If you have no projects on the horizon, if you don't have any leads coming in, you might start to worry. However, worry is not a good revenue generator, right? And it also kills any creativity that you might have left in your brain. The decisions that any of us make from this mindset are pretty easy to regret, And to avoid those regrets, to avoid the famine entirely, I'm sharing the four specific actions you can take to prevent, to end, or to recover from a dip in business. But before I dive into that, I want to share with you the review of the week that was left for the Kate Show podcast on iTunes. And this comes from ga one love that username, and she says, Kate's podcast has helped me tremendously in my marketing strategy as an interior designer. I have binge listened all her episodes and she offers invaluable advice in each one. Whether about social media, email marketing, blogging, or other topics, Kate's down-to-earth approach and generous advice is extremely insightful. I love hearing that. Thank you so much. I also love knowing that you binge listened to my episodes because I don't know if I've listened to every single episode. I've just you know, talked and talked to record them. So that's a huge honor and a huge compliment. All right, guys, let's dive into the meat of today's show right after this message. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Before I get into these things that you can do if your business is just really slow and money is really tight, there are a few things I want to make perfectly clear. First, you need to keep your situation in perspective. Figure out why you have a lack of new leads or projects. Maybe you forgot to market your business during your busy season, which led to a lack of planning and it really meant that you could have prevented the famine, but you were too busy, you forgot. And hey, if that's the case, it happens. Don't beat yourself up about it, but also make sure you don't repeat that mistake. While it's totally human to be forgetful and to be so focused on the projects you have at hand that you forget you need to be continuously marketing your business, That type of forgetfulness can ultimately ruin your business if you let it keep happening. Now, you'll appreciate this. I occasionally speak with home pros who say they've actually never had to market their business before because from day one, they've had plenty of referrals until they don't anymore. And while it's a great way to launch a business with a ton of word of mouth referrals, that is not a strategy for long-term growth. And the problem these people find themselves in, having never marketed themselves before and finding themselves now in a time of famine, shows a lack of preparation. 
So ride the waves of your referrals. Absolutely. Enjoy them. But don't forget that you still need to steer your ship and you need to chart a course to follow, which means you need to have a marketing plan and a sales funnel in place at all times. The next thing you need to remember is that you shouldn't let your current state of affairs destroy your personal life. As business owners, we tend to tie our self-confidence to the level of business success we've reached. That's totally unfair to you and your family. Business is always changing. Remember who you are apart from being a business owner. A business that has hit a bumpy path or a famine does not indicate that the business owner, you, is lacking intelligence as a person. Absolutely not. Lastly, you need to be realistic about any changes in your local or national economy that could be affecting your business. You can't control the political climate or the economy, but you can control your marketing and your service offerings. So focus on what you can control and don't dwell on the rest. Now, the good thing is there are some significant areas you can control. Your business focus is one of them. The partnerships you create, the referral sources you have, and the mindset that you adopt. You can control those things and nothing more. So make sure you focus on them. Now let's dive into the nitty gritty. The four things that you can actually do to get your business out of a slump or to prevent one from happening at all. Number one, refocus your business services and your marketing. If sales are slow, there is absolutely a reason. You can do this by refining exactly who your ideal client is, by removing any parts of your website that don't speak to that ideal client, by removing any services you offer that currently just don't sell well or you don't enjoy providing. Remove any parts of your marketing or your branding that look outdated or homemade and replace them with something professional. Focus on the low-hanging fruit in your business, which would be the services that you actually enjoy providing, the ones that have had great client feedback, that also have the lowest level of overhead in your business compared to your other services, and that are the most attainable for your ideal client. And once you've narrowed that down all the way from who your client is to cleaning up your website, your branding, and your marketing, then focus on those services and set up a sales funnel for them. I've talked about sales funnels a lot, so I'm not gonna go into it again here, but if you need a sales funnel for your business, go to socialitevault.com and check out what we do there because that's literally all we do. Now, as a pro tip to go along with this first point, I want to remind you, you need to stop watching your colleagues on social media. Their social popularity does not indicate they are actually as successful as they seem or as unsuccessful. Follower count, literally does not matter, but it can be easy for you to feel bad about yourself or your business if you see your friends becoming social influencers in their space and you are still dwindling around a hundred fans or so. That honestly doesn't matter. Social media is a place to grow quality relationships, not mass publicity all the time. So if you focus on the fact that you can really stay in touch with past clients through social media, you can get referrals through social media, then that's all you need to be focused on when it comes to social. Don't expect to get clients through social media consistently. It's really not going to work. The whole point of social media is to get people from that platform 
to your website, which is a space that you own and that you can control. Whereas Facebook and Instagram are totally out of our control as business owners. And that's why at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how many people have liked you or followed you. The second thing you can do to help boost sales and get some revenue back into your business is partner with or assist a colleague who is just overwhelmed. There's no shame in letting your network know that you are available to help because you don't have your own projects. Okay, that's just called being honest and being a good support of other people who do have a lot of work. So you could offer rendering services. You could do the things that need to be done in their businesses, but it's all a lot of busy work. But if it's busy work you're good at, they're gonna really appreciate your help. You could also provide assistance to a custom workroom. Since that work is so labor intensive and tedious, they might really appreciate having someone as experienced as you join their team, even just temporarily. You can also position yourself as a staging coordinator or a staging assistant if home staging is what you do or if it's something you'd like to do more of. Go to a successful home stager in your area, introduce yourself if you don't already know each other, and just see if there is a way for you to help them out. There is absolutely no shame in this. It also adds to your experience. At times, it could even add to your portfolio. And most of all, it's a way for you to generate income while still staying in the same profession and the same industry that you so desperately want to be in. Are you tired of struggling with your home staging business? What if someone could take you by the hand and show you how to do it successfully? That would be pretty much game-changing and time-saving. Homestagers, if you haven't met Marianne Cherico yet, you need to. As a coach who specializes in the staging industry, and as someone who runs her own successful staging business, she understands the struggles you're dealing with. If you want to become more profitable, get a real strategy, and clear up your business anxiety once and for all, stop what you're doing and go to coachingbymarianne.com. The third thing you can do to get the juices flowing in your business again is connect with a local vendor that you've used or that you would like to use. A contractor, a realtor, or an interiors photographer. You have to be strategic about this. Don't go from door to door trying to get connections. Just choose one or two people in these areas. You could work a couple days a week as a consultant at a local paint or decor store, as long as that store is also serving your ideal client, and they don't mind if you have a brochure or a business card on hand to hand out to people who might actually need you. You could also partner with a local remodeling company or a new construction contractor and make a list of the ways your services would benefit them and their clients. Whenever you're trying to collaborate with someone, you need to come to the table with a list of ways you will help that person or how that person will benefit from you. Never approach any sort of partnership with the things that person can do for you because honestly, why should they want to? You could also connect with a real estate agent. You could ask for an introduction to their colleagues or even to their clients. If they say no, that's all right, at least you tried. But if you can get an ongoing relationship with several real estate agents, especially if you are a home stager, you're going to find that to be one of your best referral sources. You can also use Google to search for real estate photographers and interior photographers in your area so that you can start referring business back and forth to each other. But again, you have to approach those relationships with what's in it for them, not what's in it for you. 
It's best to go directly to the type of person who can refer you many times over to their various clients versus the client who can only hire you once, such as going straight to the homeowner. The homeowner isn't going to need a new kitchen every month. The homeowner isn't going to need your home staging services every month. So find someone who works with those people instead of going directly to those people. My fourth tip for you is a heavy one because it's all about the desperation-induced tactics you need to avoid. Let me be clear. If you don't have any projects on the horizon, you don't have any leads coming in, it's easy to get worried and be willing to do just about anything to get some business. And it's from that mindset that some of the biggest mistakes in business are made. I see people sign contracts with different companies that promise them leads, that promise them website traffic, and they rarely pan out. So don't sign contracts with any advertising companies, SEO companies, or even marketing companies if you're in a state of financial worry. Your worry will tend to cloud your good judgment. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't advertise or you shouldn't use SEO or you shouldn't work with a marketing company, but just be careful about not signing any long-term contracts with these companies because you don't know if where you are right now is where you're going to be in a week or in a month. Also avoid the so, so tempting thing of joining the discounted service wagon, which means as an interior designer, getting hooked up with Havenly or putting yourself on thumbtack. Unfortunately, these places attract the type of client who will not value your services and you'll end up with the bargain hunting people and that's really going to further discourage you, especially if you don't want the DIY market or the cheap market. If you want the high-end market, you have to go high-end. Lastly, when it comes to the desperation and induced tactics to avoid, avoid inactivity. This is one that I also see a lot where you're waiting for your clients to find you and growing more and more distressed because they just aren't. You need to make sure you know who your client is and you know where to find them. Keep in mind that running a business is never going to be easy, but more often than not, it is completely worth it. If you have some downtime right now, use it to invest time into your business and into yourself as an entrepreneur. Sometimes we're given seasons of slow work and tight budgets to teach us something that a business degree never could. Don't waste this opportunity to better yourself. Get more organized. Understand your finances. Reassess your marketing. You can still use this downtime, this slow time, to benefit you and your business. If you're at the point where you want this financial famine to stop, or you want to make sure it doesn't happen to you ever, or you want to just climb out of the hole, there are a few things that you can do in addition to what I've listed here. But I'm keeping it to these four concrete actions because I want you to take at least one of them. Now I will say this, if you decide, okay, I need to work with some sort of advertising or marketing company to have my sales funnel set up to get things in place because I want to be proactive and just make sure this doesn't keep happening. That's smart, but I will give you one easy way to figure out if that advertising or marketing company is going to be a good fit for you. And actually I lied, there are two ways. Number one, do they specialize in your industry? If they do, then awesome. 
Do they clearly talk about having a sales funnel for your industry? Again, those two are tied together. You need to make sure that they will approach your advertising or your marketing holistically instead of just piecemealing it. The second thing you can do, and this is so, so easy, guys, literally go to their website and look for certain verbiage. There is a certain statement or phrase on someone's website that will tell you whether or not they're going to be a good fit for you. Are you ready to hear what it is? Okay. This is going to sound a little bit pretentious, but trust me, if you're looking to hire a business coach, an advertising company, a marketing company, and they offer a free consultation or a discounted coaching call or anything like that, they are not going to be a good fit for you. Do you know why? Because it shows that they don't understand marketing either. If someone is willing to work for you for free, the work they're doing for you is not going to be all that valuable. Do you see how this creates one of those weird circles where I remind you guys, you shouldn't sell yourself short, you shouldn't offer things for free? Well, this is true in the reverse as well. If you see someone who is claiming to be a professional, but then they turn around and say, but I'll give you this for free, are they actually a professional? That's a question you need to ask yourself. And I have seen time and time again, this being an excellent rule of thumb when determining if you should work with a certain professional. Now it's completely fine if they have a way to capture your email address and they're giving you an ebook, a PDF, or they have a free quiz. That's totally fine because they're not actually giving you their professionalism for free. You don't want that for free, and you shouldn't anyway. Don't be the bargain hunting client that you so dislike yourself. Make sure that if you are getting started working with someone, they value their own services so much that they will then value you as a client. If they offer a discovery call, great. That is a very professional thing to do just to make sure that you and them will be a good fit for each other. But if they offer discounted coaching, like I said, or a free consultation where they're basically giving you free advice, you do need to steer clear of that. It's not going to benefit you in the end. All right, guys, I know this is a heavy topic. I hope that you feel motivated encouraged and empowered, especially if your business is going through a slow time right now. Just know that it will not last forever and that you have so much control over it. If you need to talk about this further, head over to the kateshowpodcast.com. And if you want to take action on fixing this in your business, go to socialitevault.com because that's where we set up sales funnels for interior designers, home stagers, and custom workrooms. I'll see you guys there. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.